We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Lindsay, have you heard of, you've heard of him. Have you heard of Blippi? You, unfortunately, I have heard of Blippi, yes. Blippi's a nightmare. Yeah. So like you're saying that your nephews are into Blippi. My nephews are so into Blippi. I, one of them was screaming this morning, I want to watch Blippi. I want to watch Blippi. And I was like telling my sister, what do they want to watch? And she was like, Blippi. And I was like, what's Blippi? And then I realized, oh, right. I forgot you what, know Blippi what Blippi is. Blippi I know is. what Blippi is. I've just never really watched one. Blippi is insufferable. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Blippi is a YouTube performer who mostly deals with like construction vehicles. Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's his main thing. The one um, I watched, he was singing about dinosaurs and tortoises. Oh, so maybe he's branched out. But what's, you know, interesting about Blippi for adults is that Blippi has a sordid past life as um, investigated and discovered by um, one of the Who's members, Katie Natopoulos, who sings our iconic yeah. Rita Ora theme song, <laughs> who, fun fact about Blippi and Katie, uh, Katie's son... Feuding? No, Katie's son watch, still watches Blippi sometimes. <laughs> and Katie, like, exposed Blippi. Yeah, Blippi did. The best thing about Blippi is that, remember the Harlem Shake? Yeah. Like, Blippi got, Blippi got in quote-unquote trouble, which I don't even, kids, not in trouble because kids still watch Blippi and he's, like, still a millionaire. Um, Blippi did a Harlem Shake in which he, he pooped on a friend or a friend pooped on him. Oh, right. That was Blippi. I forgot that he's the one who pooped on his friend. Yeah. So Blippi did a Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake. What, God, I feel like I need to explain everything along the way. Harlem Shake was like 
a viral like, video trend where like you played a song and then you like went crazy. And right? then when the beep drops, you like do this dance. Yeah. When the beat dropped, you went crazy or something. God, it's like weird because I remember it so well being a thing, but I don't remember actually what the thing was, which is like my brain is just atrophying. It's like a calm video. Nothing is happening. But then when the beat drops in the song, something crazy happens. Like you completely change or you, you go up to 11. <laughs> and Blippi, before he was an, a children's performer, had he this was fantastic idea to poop on a friend or be pooped on. Was he pooping or pooped on? I'm not sure if he was being pooped on or if he was pooping, but I think he was being pooped on. And now I feel like I'm always in this position, which I hate, not of being pooped on like Blippi, but where you'll like, not a lot of people know this Blippi thing. So you'll be like with, you'll be with people who have kids and they'll like mention Blippi or the kid will something and you, your know-it-all tendency, which I have and like try to fight, will want to be like- You have a know-it-all tendency? You file, fuck yourself. Go get fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> rude. I'm allowed to say it, not you. And I didn't say anything. I was asking a question. You're rude. <laughs> <laughs> My know-it-all tendency, but in terms of like pop As culture. As if I don't have a know-it-all tendency. I know. Please. That's why we have a stupid podcast. But what I'm saying is like, I'll want to say like, I want to give like a fun fact about Blippi. Like, what can I contribute to this conversation? Not parenting, you know? So I'll be like, in my brain, I'll be like, tell him about the pooping, tell him about the poopy, tell him about the poopy, tell him about the poopy. And then I'll be like, in my other brain, I'll my brain will be like, why would you tell them that like a very popular children's performer that their kid loves like once pooped on another one in a video? <laughs> you can't show them the video. You're not going to show them the video. So Blippi's real name is Stephen <laughs> John, but Stephen spelled... S-T-E-V-I-N and he changed it because he was born S-T-E-P-H-E-N according to Wikipedia. My dad did that. He changed his Stephen. He went from a P-H to a V. <laughs> oh, he did? I like that. V is better Stevens than P-H do that. in my Stevens opinion. Stevens do that. It's weird. Isn't that weird? It's a little... It's it's understandable. Yeah, um, I don't know. The main thing is like changing... Doing all the legal paperwork is like kind of a mess, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. just changing your name is easy technically, but sure, it's just sure. like a lot of work. Anyway, so as Lindsay was saying, he once did videos like poop on someone or get pooped on. Again, we don't really remember. And his pseudonym when he had that YouTube channel was Steezy Grossman. And I'm reading this <laughs> Wikipedia. It says... John initially started making gross-out videos under the persona of Steezy Grossman. And Stevie Grossman, <laughs> because Stephen John is, you know, a very creative person and he gives all of his characters a backstory, Steezy Grossman has a backstory. And the backstory is, Steezy Grossman was a boy born as poop resulting from anal intercourse. What? <laughs> so what? the backstory of Steezy Grossman is that He's poop. So his parents, quote unquote, parents were having anal intercourse and then poop came out of the butt and he was born <laughs> as Steezy Grossman. What's then funny is realized, it's like, is this is this for children? Like, it almost does feel like it is a little bit for children. Well, Maybe now it's not. definitely for children. And his character is just like Pee Wee Herman, but without any of the creativity, because all he does is say right. like, wow, now we're going to talk about dinosaurs. Yeah. Whoa. And then I saw but he went to the trampoline park and all that I watched. Oh, they yeah. love it. And so yeah. my sister is, well, I'm watching it and I'm like, this sucks. And my sister's like, yeah, I know, but they love it. And she goes, he's just, what did she say? She goes, he's just so lacking in all creativity. And then yeah. I was like, what's his deal? Because I forgot about Steezy Grossman at the time. 
And she goes, oh, I've read so many interviews with him. He's like just a total bro. And he's just so rich off of these videos. And I was like, what else is his deal? And she goes, I mean, the only thing to know about him is that he could afford to live anywhere in the country. And yet he chooses to live in Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, my God. Wait, the fact that Blippi lives in Las Vegas is dark to me. Like, he lives, like, amongst, like, Chris Angel. Chris and- Angel, exactly. He wants, to, so when he lives in Las Vegas, because he's like, this is the type of dude that appeals to me. This yeah. pickup artist shit, this John Taffer bar this shit. Is, just like- and I gotta say, this is only boy children, not girl children. Only boy children are, like, the Blippi stands, you know? Not to make it a thing, but only the young boys are interested in, like, construction vehicles, like, as hosted by Blippi, you know? Yeah, well, From you're, what now listening to, you're now listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where you can call 619-WHO-THEM and leave your questions, comments, concerns, uh, whatever. We actually didn't get any calls about Blippi, but I just thought it would be a fun way to start the show. No, it was we definitely We may have talked a, about him in the fun. past. Um, but today fun. we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of comments, and I'm just going to go ahead and play the first one. What do you think about that? I love it. Hi. So, how to pause the podcast? Um, because Thomas Mildesch is like a dick, and a lot of people, I like in like the comedy community in LA, like people basically like all know that like there's this like display in the Museum of Broken Relationships in LA that's like like breast implants from his ex and like apparently she like had posted something about it I don't know she's like kind of she's not like famous but she like had posted something about like how she had put those there and like she was like oh my boyfriend like forced me or like pressured me a lot into getting these breast implants and he like paid for them but like it wasn't like really what I wanted to do basically he's a dick um hyaluronic acid French French Lindsay, you told me about this first, and I like you told me about this a while ago before we even recorded the episode about him. Is this still just an alleged thing? Like she hasn't come out and publicly named this asshole ex-boyfriend of hers who paid for her breast implants and then had her pay him back, and now they're I mean, out of her body in, in the Museum of Broken Relationships. Like she hasn't named names, but everyone sure. it's like an open secret, right? Well, we know she dated him. There are photos of them mm-hmm. together. Like that's on record. And people have said that this is about him. Like, so she wrote, you know, my ex. So a lot of people are assuming a lot, but a lot of people who I think maybe know the truth, truth are like confirming it behind the scenes to make the rumor kind of like stand. But she's just, and she's sort of like, I'll let everyone else take care of this. Like, I don't need to get involved since everyone knows anyway. Well, she also was just like, I won't, yeah, like I won't name him because like, why? So... Right. To give context, I guess the caller did give a little, but I've been to the Museum of Broken Relationships. I'm not sure if it's still open. It's a little bit of a shtick. It's on Hollywood Boulevard, and it's like a museum, but it's like not a not the Natural History Museum. It's like kind of a... Like a pop up sort a, of thing? Yeah, like a sideshow museum. It started in another country, Croatia, I think, and they opened it here, and it's just full of like people's items and their stories. And it is interesting. I mean... I remember there there was like a dreadlock that I thought was really funny. It was like a dre- somebody somebody's ex boyfriend's dreadlock having a single dreadlock. It was a yeah. It it honestly it's it's an in person experience, but it feels more like an article, you know, on like I see, I see, I see. Like like this concept. should be a slideshow on New York. It's a slideshow, <laughs> right, right, or like on Refinery Twenty Nine or something. Vox presents New York Magazine. 
like or is it new york magazine presents vox what'll it be it's vox's new york magazine vox explains new york magazine okay (laughs) rude um uh we love a media merger um yeah it's like that it's a little bit it's definitely a shtick like it caught like the tickets to get are like twenty dollars you know it's definitely a shtick but this is interesting this is interesting because of course it's like it's hollywood so a lot of the contributions might be notable people or people you've heard of or like whatever Mm -hmm. and this is this is clearly one of them you know this this photo that she posted whenever the museum first came up and um what's her name Dre andre her name is um well in all of the no her name is not Dre. hold on okay andre vermulen Dre vermulen she's been on andrew tribeca and she's been uh uh, in a few other things that you maybe heard of but mostly that show on that show andy tribeca i see Okay, well, she when she first posted an Instagram of her posing alongside the breast implants that were once inside her body and are now in the Museum of Broken Relationships, she didn't name names and she told and in the caption she like tells her story, which is that her ex-boyfriend told her to get breast implants, paid for them initially, and then she says that he made her pay him back. It's also really easy to confirm this. Like, she dated him for five years. She dated Thomas Milditch for a long time, for five years. And mm. at the very specific time where she had bigger breasts than she does currently. Right. Like, it would, it's not the, the hardest, like... <laughs> when the Venn diagram... The only person in the middle of the Venn diagram is Thomas Middleditch, right? Yeah. Like, that's it. So, this, this story is actually quite sad and is, like shades of if not abuse like coercion just overall just uh intimidation and unpleasantness and it just is more evidence that he sucks my favorite yeah. thing about it is that you said that he that you know this is a very hollywoody thing and the caller was talking about how you know it's well known in the comedy scene that like he sucks and on her instagram someone who liked the post and obviously she has famous friends she lives in los angeles but Darcy Carden liked it. And Darcy Carden was also big in the comedy scene just before yeah. she was like, you know, for a good place. So it's like, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, oh, Darcy knows. All these women yeah. know. They're all whispering about Dree how he I think is sucks. a big UCB person also because mm-hmm. her IMDb is like full of um, like UCB, but it, but like college humor and okay. all those like videos and stuff like that. Like comedy, okay. comedy shorts. And, and then, you know, she was in a DreamWorks TV series, like a like an animated series and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of that no. there. Okay, I could play the next call. <laughs> heavy, heavy. Hey, guys. It's your friend, Kate. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation you had about the WB Frog um, at last week's call-in show. But you didn't say his name. He has a name. It's Michigan J. Frog. And he's actually a them in the Looney Tunes universe, and I just felt like that needed to be pointed out. Bye. Kate, say his name. Say his name. (laughs) We'll say her name. Thank you, Kate Nibs. We appreciate you. I had no idea his name was Michigan J. Frog. His name is Michigan J. No, it's not like I forgot to mention it. I had no idea. You know what's funny about Michigan J. Frog? It's not the Michigan. It's the J. Where did the J come from? Like, as someone who also has a middle name that is J, and that's, like, always a joke, because remember, like, Homer, Homer J. Simpson, that joke? Oh, yeah, because it stands for about? J, so does yours. 
Yeah. Mine is mine is also stands for J, but it stands for J A Y E. But his the joke was his stands for just J. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's funny that he's also a J. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, he got the J. He was inspired to add the J as a middle initial while being interviewed by a writer named Jay Cox. I don't J-A-Y. understand. <laughs> right. So he is he's Michigan J A Y Frog. He was given the name Michigan because I guess there's a song called the Michigan Rag that he sings. Mm-hmm. He sings in the in the cartoon. He has a pretty pretty limited repertoire. Uh, <laughs> one of the songs is "Hello, My Baby," which you're all familiar with, right? I'm just... Most of his songs come from one cartoon in which he harasses this guy until he goes insane as a frog. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> yes, and then they took him. That people thought he was cutie, so they took him to represent all these different things within like the WB. But he, his origin story is from this cartoon in which he drives somebody mad. He was announced as dead on July 22nd, 2005. <laughs> he died. <laughs> by WB chairman Garth Ansier at a fall season preview with the terse statement, the frog is dead and buried. He died. <laughs> Michigan, this I'm quoting him, Michigan was a symbol that perpetuated the young teen feel of the network. That's not the image we now want to put out to our audience. So they killed the frog. Wait, the frog was like a teen image? He sang like "Hello, my baby" in the Michigan rag. <laughs> he sang "Throw 'em down, McCloskey." Throw it down, McCloskey. You can lick 'em if you try, and future generations with wonder and delight will read on history's pages of the great McCloskey fight. I guess you know Michigan Jay is not a youthful. He's not youthful, or he is youthful. He's I'm not, just confused he because a, he's he not youthful. He wears a top hat. He top literally is the youthful. He's the least youthful frog I've ever experienced. You know, experienced. <laughs> who's a you know who's a fucking youthful frog? Crazy frog. Who? Crazy frog. Crazy who's frog. That? Crazy frog. Crazy frog. You know, crazy frog. Crazy frog's like, you know, crazy frog. Oh, that thing. Oh. <laughs> Crazy Frog is youthful. You know who else is youthful? Peace Frog. Which one's okay? I know, I know Crazy Frog, but I don't know what Peace Frog is. Peace Frog. Search Peace Frog. Peace Frog is the frog with the peace signs. Peace Frog seems like a very stoner thing. Oh, Peace Frog. Peace Frog. Yeah. A lot of Peace Frogs on people's cars and stuff. It's weird to me that you don't have a Peace Frog on your car. I know. I need a Peace Frog on my car. Peace Frog's motto is live fun, do good, which is like mine too. Next time I see a car that says Tom Hank 2 in the traffic and then has a Peace Frog on it, I'll be surprised (laughs) if like plumes of smoke aren't pouring out of all the windows. I need a Peace Frog, man. Okay, so two youthful frogs are Crazy Frog and Peace Frog. A not youthful frog is Michigan J Frog. So not to be rude, uh, I think both Peace Frog and Crazy Frog are both so sort of old they're they're gen x at youngest and i think they might be a little older so what's a so oh you know who the you know who the frog is now who pepe oh no i don't think i don't want to think about pepe mm, that's what i'm saying if you want young frog but that's why i'm saying we need Kermit. to rec- Kermit? Kermit's eternally young no not if kids are watching blippy kids know kermit I just searched young frog and I got just like young actual frogs. Okay, we need to move 
on. I love when we need to move on. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, Who Weekly, short time, short time. Um, I'm calling because I'm very intrigued by slash deeply attracted to Jenny Slate's husband, or sorry, new fiance, whose name is apparently Ben Shawtook. And he's very hot, very New England. He's some kind of curator slash writer and runs like a writer's retreat plus a gallery in New England. And I wanted you guys to do some more research on him. I also wanted to ask you guys about this like trend with female celebrities uh, getting engaged to like art guys. Because I seem to recall that Jennifer Lawrence's fiance is also like some sort of art person also she released her like amazon bridal registry today which you guys should check out and i thought it was really like out of character for her just to even release that very odd sort of hooey behavior on her part is he bringing her down from a them to a who i can't even remember his name so maybe he's a nah um all right, uh, that's it. Good one, Bella Thorne. Uh, Scarjo, Yummy Pop, Me and Grease. Women don't belong in balloons. Bye. Let's start with Jenny Slate because that's where you started. Bobby and I can't remember whether we've talked about this on the show before or got cut. Or If we have, it, it must have been either boring and we forgot it or we cut it because it was boring. I'm not sure. I feel like Vampire Weekend is responsible for a lot of this, like Hollywood women just falling for like preppy Massachusetts dudes. No, no. I think you're being a little, I think you're being a little cynical here. I don't think Vampire Weekend is responsible for this artist's career. If you told me that Jenny Slate and Je- Jennifer Lawrence were huge Vampire Weekend fans, I would not be surprised. But Jenny Slate is from Massachusetts, literally from Massachusetts. That's her whatever. And also, as you and I both know, Vampire Weekend is partially, actually mostly, 
kind of a exaggeration and parody of Massachusetts and the vibe. Ben Shattuck. He lives on Cuttyhunk Island. Ben Shattuck. I don't think he lives there, but I think he had, but he does have a writer's retreat on Cuttyhunk. Cuttyhunk is a tiny, tiny island off of Cape Cod that like really nobody lives on year round. I think there's like 10 people who live there year round, but it's not really one of the islands that you live on. Like it's near Martha's Vineyard, but it's, and it's in the Vineyard Sound, but it's not. It's like 120th the size of Martha's Vineyard. And you can't even really get there from Cape Cod. I was, you have to go to New Bedford, which is like back in the in Massachusetts it's all in Massachusetts but on like the mainland it's a ferry from there my point is he's a writer she I but I what I think is cool about this or interesting about this is that she went from dating like an A-list hunk to being like absolutely not the life that I want for myself like could not want this Mm -hmm. any less and found what is arguably the opposite like a creative uh, intellectual cutie uh-huh. who doesn't even live near Hollywood. Not even close. Who wants nothing to do with Hollywood unless he's dating someone who's part of it. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> right. Right. But he but I guess and also part of the bigger trend here is that she's not the first big a you know a listy is Jenny she's not a listy but like she's, she's not, not a listy she's I would call her a them but she's not a listy right she's not a, a a celebrity who the first celebrity to be dating art guys we are now seeing this trend quote unquote of these women dating art guys marrying art guys you got J Law who's marrying Cook Maroney my favorite one of these guys which is like who the fuck is he and <laughs> Sienna Miller is dating um David Zwerner's son Lucas. Who David Warner is like mm-hmm. a gallerist, and his his son is also a gallerist. Um, Ellie Goulding just married uh, Casper Jopling, an art guy. Is, is isn't he an art gallerist too? Yeah, yeah. And these guys. for a while, Heidi Klum before Heidi Klum married Tom Cowlitz, she was <laughs> dating Julian Schnabel. Yeah, and there was another Schnabel who was dating Amber Heard, or is it the same Schnabel? I think it was the same Schnabel. I think the well, Schnabel, gets Schnabel, Schnabel gets around. Schnabel gets around. Schnabel gets around. So yeah. When the Schnecken beckons, when the Schnabel wobbles, when the Schnabel wobbles. Ew, 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 ew. So, I mean, the thing is, you put a lot yeah. of you put a lot of links in here that I clicked on. He's like a writer. He's like an intellectual. He wrote that essay. I mean, I read half of it and I was like, I don't need to keep doing this. The no, no, about, no. Like, the pleasures of sleeping outdoors. And I was sure. like, I get it. Shattuck is, is serious. Like, there's a difference between Shattuck and Cook Maroney. Cook Maroney is a little bit of like a douchey gallery guy. Ben Shattuck right. is so like Cook- a... He's like a on the he's in the sand. He's on the ground, like with the writers, like doing the very. He's specific writing work. longhand. He's writing shorthand. He's writing left hand and right hand. I'm just joking. Um, Cook Maroney seems like he's more of the New York art guy, the sh- a schnobbly. Cook Maroney seems very like I got an inheritance and I'm like gonna spend it on an art gallery. And Jenny Slate's fiance is like I'm gonna go into the woods and I'm gonna write. His life seems also very like low cost is also too oh, like yeah. one of those yeah. people who just truly like lives a very small life which is why Jenny Slate who still arguably has to like do her job in Hollywood it's going to be interesting for her to be like going back and forth between these Probably lives. Probably a nice little reprieve for yeah, her. You know? I agree. I can understand I the appeal of it. Me too. Me too. But it's like interesting that that's going to be her life. Anyways back to Jennifer Lawrence who is in way more of a spotlight situation in terms of her marriage, her future mm-hmm. marriage to Cook. Mar- I cannot believe she's marrying someone named Cook Maroney. Right? I think it's 
perfect. And also the thing about <sighs> Cook Maroney, he looks a lot like Ben Shattuck. He looks like a like, younger Ben Shattuck. Do you think that like Cook Maroney has a sense of humor that's really amazing or something? I just feel like we all were like J-Law. I, like she's so funny and cool and like what is her what is her deal? And then I would have th- to say they're probably both. They, they probably both got like a very intense and sort of nasty sense of humor. You have to be on J-Law's level. I feel like she's really intense. Yeah. I don't think a J-Law would work with someone like Ben Shattuck. I think she needs someone who's more like her. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like Jenny Slate yeah. is like, I want someone who slows me down. But I feel like Jennifer Lawrence wants someone who's equally intense. Cook Maroney like and, Jen- and Jennifer Lawrence are like... I'm not accusing, but like doing coke in the bathroom, like at the opening party right. for like it's the that Met. Energy. That's it's a, just it's an energy. I'm energy. not accusing. I'm just saying that's the energy. Because, because totally Maroney different is art like energy. a Manhattan guy. He's like yeah, a Manhattan yeah, yeah. guy. And then Ben Shattuck is like, I'm going to be in the woods. I'm yeah. going to be on I'm the not, island. I'm not even comparing them anymore. I'm just moving on to no, like no, no, the no, no. J-Law Cook Maroney like dynamic, which I find interesting because I feel like she could either go with a guy who slows her down like like Jenny Slate or a guy who's on her level. And I think you're right. Like he had to be on her level, which is like a very mm-hmm. high level because she's really not intense, serious, but like intense, crazy. But it's like every photo of them walking around smiling, you sort of get the feeling like they just spent the past 15 minutes shit talking one of their best friends. Right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was really fucking funny. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely hilarious. So as the caller said, Jennifer Lawrence just launched her quote unquote wedding registry. On it's not, Amazon. though. You guys know it's that, not right? A wedding registry. It's it's a thing that says I'm going to read the quote at the top. First of all, none of these quotes. We just explained how we think Jennifer Lawrence talks. All of the things that are in quotes on this yeah. Jennifer Lawrence wedding registry are the opposite of Jennifer Lawrence's yeah. voice. I don't think you guys I think you guys understand that it's not actually her wedding registry, right? Like it's it's sponsored content that they're calling wedding registry. Because she is engaged, they're giving they're basically promoting the fact that you can use Amazon as a wedding registry by saying, which, here's yeah. what Jennifer Lawrence would do if she used an Amazon wedding registry, which obviously right. she is not. It says, planning a wedding is so exciting, but it can be overwhelming. For anyone else needing a little inspiration, I thought it would be fun to collaborate with Amazon to share a few of my favorite registry wishlist items. It's so easy, and you can find everything you need all in one place. Nowhere in that introduction does it say that she's using Amazon as a wedding registry. She's just and saying- also, she's not like buy me things off my wedding registry on Amazon. Right. It's just like right. a way to package her sponsored, which she's get, definitely getting paid for. Now they're wrapping so many. We talked about the Jeremy Renner one, but there's also a lot of like A-listy vibes on here. I'm sure they're paying mm-hmm. super well for this shit. They're really trying to blow it out. I think it looks like garbage. Amazon is an ugly website. It's not meant to like look pretty. It's meant to like be exclusively functional. Like you just need a place to buy paper towels quickly. This is the ugly version of what stra- what strategist does. You know, like how they go to a celebrity and they're like, what can't you live without? And then it's like actual interesting passages about, you know, like the one with Amy Sedaris and like things that people buy that they love. This is the boring, lazy, stupid version of that. Like the There's truly no robot There's no editorializing here. There's no voiciness. It's just like, like oh, yeah, J-Lon needs mop. a robot mop. Net your okay. Wi-Fi extender. <laughs> this thing, it says... A smart there's a there's a subcategory called smart home and Jennifer Lawrence quote if she ever said this like I will eat crow if you can get audio of Jennifer Lawrence saying this with my schedule sometimes there's nothing better than a quiet night at home don't believe it here are a few things that will help make any home feel cozy and organized just the way I like it and the two things in that list are a a robot mop by uh, the Roomba people and then a Wi-Fi extender 
In what world is Jennifer Lawrence telling anyone to buy a Wi-Fi extender? It's true. Like, she doesn't extend the Wi-Fi in her own home. Are you kidding me? Who extends the Wi-Fi? Like, what rich person extends the Wi-Fi in their own? If you have a home in New York big enough to need extended Wi-Fi, you are not doing the extending. She's calling someone and she's like, I can't get Wi-Fi in my fucking bedroom. And then someone takes care of it. She doesn't know how. It doesn't matter. Jennifer Lawrence is too busy and too we're rich so and too lucky famous to, have, to so need to know how. We're so lucky to have her. She's amazing. I just like love her, her archetype, like that we have her to like think of as this big character, as this character that she is, is. We're very lucky. I mean, we've talked about it. It's the same reason I find Constance Wu as reported. The Constance Wu that Constance Wu would, not, would like you to not believe exists. Yeah. That I believe is the real Constance Wu. But we love I her. I think that's, that's, the, that's the archetype you want from a celebrity. Right. If I want to, if I want to hang out with the, if I want to think about a boring person, I will look at myself. I will look at like the people in my life. Like we want wow. famous people Excuse to be. Excuse me. Dragged. We want famous people to be weird and like quirky and insane and yes. completely unlike us. She would tell you Goss in like one minute. She'd be like, nice to meet you. Let me tell you some bullshit about Emma Stone. And you'd be like, yes, bitch, tell me. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. I just read this incredibly troubling headline. Juana Del Rey is dating live PD star and real-life cop Sean Six Larkin. So I decided to do some investigating to see who this man is. Sorry to this man, um, but not sorry. And the only information I can find is coming from a Wattpad fan fiction story called A Live PD Love Story. So what I'm gathering is Sean Larkin is a sergeant with the Tulsa gang unit. He's been working in Tulsa for 19 years, been in the gang unit for about 13 years, and everyone in Tulsa knows him as sticks for his calm demeanor and quick abilities. Sean is a single father who has full custody of his two kids, Alyssa and Nathan, and makes them his world. His daughter is 17 years old while his son is 14. Sean divorced his then-wife after finding out that while he'd been on the job for about seven years and married for three years, that his wife had been cheating on him with one of the gang, with one of the day shift gang unit sergeants. Yikes. Um, so it's really detailed and like intricate. I don't know how much of this is true and I refuse to fact check any of it, but the first part of this story ends with recently Sean has been feeling a little lonely and looking for someone to fill that place, but a lot of women don't want to date a cop or a single dad or an old man, even though he was only 38. My question to you is, who is this man and is 38 old enough to date Lana Del Rey? Crunch, crunch. He's definitely older than 38 now i like the question is a 38 year old old enough to date lana the ray because you kind of picture it with like a 55 year old like she's a daddy, ghost no know? she's a well she's 100 years old i mean she's literally a dead she's a spirit so she really can't date yeah, you're right you're right she's old. like she can't date men so much younger than her 38 is like so many years younger than her if you think about it mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. i was saying on our te- our text that our text our group text to shawnee and amina that lana del ray would have to literally strangle me for me not to stand it's hard for me to to like think about the thing the thing that she would have to do to get me to like unstand you know she'd have mm-hmm. to kill me you know and i'd be dead so i wouldn't be able to stand but anyways to kill me <laughs> like she'd have to fucking kill me um can you explain why his name is sticks because i think it's so funny uh he said it on Sirius. he said um uh he chased after a criminal without a gun or any weapon and tackled him and at the time, his captain told him he couldn't do it and called him a bleep stick, a fuck stick. It started with F. It's a bad word. It's a fuck stick. He just called me stick because he called him F. His captain called him a fuck stick and they started calling him stick. He, I mean, 
he's a cop, but he is hot, so that's nice for her. And <laughs> he looks like her type, honestly. Not that I'm and also amazingly familiar with what her type is, but Lana's type is bad. She doesn't have great taste in men. I'm obsessed with her, but she has bad taste in men. Her last notable boyfriend was G Easy. She dated Gerald. The thing about the thing I don't like about him is that he's on Live PD, which I find no, reprehensible. As Live a PD of is show. so. If he was just a cop, I would say like. Yeah, you know, whatever. cops mostly suck, but like, I'm going to give Lana the benefit of the doubt here, which is hilarious that I would even say that because I don't know her. But um, but Live PD is actually one of the more disturbing things on television that a lot of people don't the know thing about. about. Live PD is that when I first heard of it, when it when it launched, I did not know it was still on until Lana started dating this guy. I thought it was canceled because I thought it was too outrageous but when i first heard of it i thought i was reading something wrong i was like yeah. it can't possibly just be what i what they're saying no it is, is. and it's live exactly is a it. show that is a, a a truly live television show on a and e i think hosted by a for dan abrams but they put like cameras on cops and it's just like they it's show live pd po- live police officer camera footage and it's shot on a delay because guess what stuff can go badly if you're a cop and so it's just like this mortifying truly the darkest most voyeuristic reality show on television yeah and it exists it sounds like it sounds like something out of like a dystopic novel it doesn't just exist it's popular i was the how i heard about it was i was listening to really good podcast about cops which is called running from the police i believe it's mm-hmm. a dan Pad- dan taberski's podcast the running one he from did cops. running from cops right is that what it's called yeah running from cops um and he talks about cops but he also talks about this kind of new version of cops the live pd which is even more fucked up than cops because on cops there was always this big question as to like who's giving permission for their image to be used on cops like that's always when you watch cops you're like why would these people agree to this and a lot of it was kind of like shady it was not it was they were not getting the producers were not getting these people's permission in a very clear way and live pd is even less clear because it's live and they claim as live pd that they're basically news and news doesn't need consent which is like extremely fucked up because if you think about it it's like the line between that's determining that you are the news when you're literally arresting people that could not even be charged guilty you know like they could go to court or whatever and it could be yeah well that's what i'm saying it's not airing on a news channel it's airing on an entertainment channel right so they don't blur faces they don't do they don't you know and you could you could be on live pd and your whole town could know that was you obviously these are small Mm -hmm. towns that they're getting the permission from the cops to be a part of like be on the route with them and a lot of um places that used to have live pd don't anymore because they it was fucked up it's a fucked up situation so i don't love that this guy's like the host of this like really messed up thing that's very against what i would think lana would be into but mm, he's hot when we sent this to uh the the hudat group thread i put in a tweet from alex chan and they quoted norman fucking rockwell the actual title track and the the chorus because you're just a man it's just what you do your head in your hands and you color me blue because you're just a man it's just what you do oh no oh no and he said 
I mean, she tried to tell us. No. And then Shawnee says, frankly, I don't find this funny at all. As every scholar knows, blue is a color that signals positivity within the Lana canon. Shawnee's is a sick Lana fan. I'm a Lana fan, but Shawnee is beyond. Lana's dating a cop. Uh, he may or may not be problematic. We will find out sooner than later. And also, you know? it was confirmed by Entertainment Tonight that they were dating. This I was I didn't want to talk about this until it was termed. But like I didn't like that it was like people were just like photos of them meant they were dating. But they are dating. They are. Maybe dating. she has no idea what he does. Come on, hot. what do they talk about? Do they need to talk? They're just drinking Miller High Life. <laughs> they don't need to talk. I love. <laughs> Did you know? Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want And Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, a long time, many, many times. So Friends is having their 25th anniversary, and I'm wondering, can we – Have you? I don't know if you've done it before, but can we do a little who-to-them ranking of the cast members, not including Gunther? I feel like David Swimmer is who he is. Well, other than he did that giraffe in Madagascar, but other than that, he's pretty hooey. Like, they're all kind of demi, though. Okay, thank you. Crunch, crunch. Women do belong in balloons. Sorry to this man. There are so many sign-offs now. We have so many. We've like created a monster. We have so many. Um, Friends is a nightmare right now. Like this Friends anniversary is a nightmare. Do we have to suffer through this every five years? Are we fucked forever by this? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I cannot believe I was walking in Manhattan yesterday and there was a friend's anniversary pop up and people were waiting in line. I don't know what was even in there. What was in there? I don't know. Maybe the cafe. Was or it something? like the cafe where you can sit I in the cafe tell. and it's like, I, I'm at Central Perk. I don't know. But I was like, I texted it to our friend Steve and he was like, who is paying for this? And I was like, great question. Who is paying for this? NBC? Whatever the friend's Peacock? The friend's trust. The Who's people the friends who are trust? hundreds of millions of dollars on friends every year are paying for this. Like producers or like people who own the rights to like DVDs? I, I don't know. The point it's is unclear it's to me. just wild that people are still watching it. 
Regardless of the hundreds of millions of dollars that continues to be made by the Friends empire, it's crazy to me that this show is still basically the most popular thing on television. It's not crazy to me because I feel like this is a show that is very easy to watch that went on a streaming platform at its peak usage, you know, at the exact right time so that the kids that hadn't grown up watching it, it was resurfaced for for them on this, you know, on Netflix, which they turn on and just watch whatever is on there. I think it was almost a perfect storm to to have this show like this. But I feel like this is one of the first of its kind because... When you look back at like when we were kids in the 90s, like we weren't obsessed with shows from the 70s. No. You know, like and yeah, a lot of that has to do it had to do with like they weren't on TV. Like they weren't on DVD and they weren't on TV, like whatever. Yeah. It's like this really is kind of the first time a show this old has bubbled back to become basically the most popular thing. But also that you could so easily watch a show so old, you know, and it's part of. It's part of our normal vernacular to go back and watch old shows now because of streaming. Like to re-binge something is very easy. You don't have to buy the DVDs. You don't have to like figure out how to download it or do whatever. Now it's like... Timing no longer matters. Like Hulu and these places are encouraging you to watch old shows. Usually they... These places wouldn't... Like TV or like, you know, they don't want to encourage you to watch old stuff unless it's like, you know, this syndicated thing that they have access to. Like now with streaming, it's like they want you to go back and watch like their archive of like married with children because that it's the same difference to them you know yeah okay um but the who's and them's of the friends cast so i opened up um, this is tough search like friends cast and it says like you know how google puts their own like information and it says the and it has them in order guess the google order and then i'm gonna give wait and then you're gonna have to guess i wonder if it's the same as the wikipedia order of friends Oh, no, this one's, this is alphabet, is in alphabetic order. This one's in alphabetic order. This is not alphabetical order. Okay, I just realized Wikipedia's alphabetic order. Okay, you want me to guess the order of this? I think Google's is popularity. Okay, so like what most What do you think the order is for? from most popular to least popular? Aniston? Yes. Cox? Yes. Um, LeBlanc? No. Perry? Yes. Perry's number three. That's how I figured out it wasn't alphabetical. Then LeBlanc. No. Then Kudrow. Yes. Then LeBlanc. Yes. Then Schwimmer. Yes. And I think this is... <laughs> uh, I, I would... Uh, do you think it's accurate? Why do I think LeBlanc I is so much higher than he is? At first I was like... Because <laughs> at first I was like, maybe LeBlanc is last. But I don't think so. Well, I think this is correct, actually, now that I look at it. And also Google knows. Google knows what people are searching. They did that. They didn't do this. Blindly. But I have to say, like, the Huey friends are Perry because of his like issues. And David, because of his like attitude, r- the rumors about mm-hmm. his like attitude. Like everyone hated him. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like the the very, very A-list friends are the ones that are like steady work, respected, like actor actor which is like Anison Cox Kudrow and then I think LeBlanc yes. is kind of in the middle meaning he's never like doesn't have bad reputation or whatever but he's kind of like this guy who never had a successful kind of thing after friends like always had like fine Episodes, things Joey sure but Joe I guess he was the only one who really took that spinoff that's Huey though he took the friends that's spinoff he and took it the failed spin-off. 
So I think yeah. there's like who they're like hooey hooey he's got a hooey vibes. So it's funny, all the men are hooey and all the women are themy. Yeah. And I think that because I and I think that and I think that the the narrative for the women is uh which I would say is sort of universal among sitcom stars like ensemble sitcom stars the women everyone's like uh, and maybe with dramas I, I don't know I, I, maybe this isn't a rule but at least for friends people are like what are the women gonna do next what are the women gonna when are they gonna become like famous dramatic actresses but the men everyone just sort of was like okay whatever but it's like right we're invested in aniston we're invested in cox and we're invested in well Kuto, i think schwimmer we get a win. wants to be very serious and only recently has yeah been but no one likes him he, there's no there's he doesn't have uh yeah he doesn't have like the respect that the other ones that the women do no, no, I no, I I stand by what I say. I think it's I think it's like they're the three, and I think even even within those three, Kudrow is a little bit of a character actress now, or like she's kind of like become, you know, she's respected. But I think after or like she's making interesting choices. She's making interesting choices. I think that obviously the AAA list person here is Jennifer Aniston with and Courtney Cox as like a you know second, but not even a close second, like a. Well, Cox Cox had a little fun movie career with the Scream stuff and other things. And also she got she's the only one who really got the network sitcom that was sort of a minor hit. Like Cougar, Cougar Town. Town was a it long ish running show. Yeah, and also that she she you know, she married another famous guy too. She married David Arquette. Yeah. Like Jennifer Aniston obviously is a listy because of her career, but also because she married Brad Pitt. Like, let's be real. Kudrow's mm-hmm. husband never heard of him. You know, no one else really had no, these. No like, idea. Matthew Perry dates every actress like under the age. Of fucking, he's and so 30 Ma- or whatever. Matthew Perry's personal life is dark and we'd rather not Very think about it. Very dark. You know? But like, yeah, like Matt LeBanc's been married forever to the same woman who I've never heard of. Dave Schwimmer also, I think, is married to. Yeah. Married to someone that I don't know. Like, so I, you know what? Yeah. I'll say it's. I'll say it goes. Anna, the the ones I'll, the only ones I'll switch are Perry and Kudrow. I think it's Aniston, Cox, Kudrow, Perry, LeBlanc, Schwimmer. Right. You're saying it's the women than the men. Yes. Which <laughs> is basically because of what you said. And Perry is higher than LeBlanc, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Aniston, Cox, Kudrow, Perry, Perry LeBlanc, LeBlanc Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Which is funny because that's yeah. almost alphabetical, except you switched Matt and Matt. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's crazy that both okay. their names are yeah. Matt. You know, like, you don't think about that because one's Matt, one's Matthew, but they're both named Matt. Hi there. So Michelle Williams won an Emmy for her role in Fosse and Verdone, well-deserved, um, had an amazing speech. Um, but now the other Michelle Williams, Destiny's Child Michelle Williams, um, just put out this amazing Instagram Live um, where she's complaining about people sending her nasty comments uh, based on the speech of the other Michelle Williams. Um, and just the way that she tries to explain it is, it's just, it's, it's so iconic. Um, it, it simply must be listened to. Um, thanks. And, uh, women do belong in balloons. This is so I was funny. mad that we didn't put this in the Monday episode, Tuesday episode, but I'm glad people called in about it. The audio was amazing. I mean, it's almost like, what else do you say other than just play, uh, black singer Michelle Williams's audio? It's perfect. It's perfect. For Instagram and live audio. It's also just so funny to me because so clearly Michelle Williams is Instagram name is Michelle Williams. Right. Right. The Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams singer, white. Destiny's child. <laughs> the, black, white, the white Michelle Williams. No, but Williams. black Michelle Williams got Michelle Williams. Right. So Michelle, uh, because I, and I think that's because, and not that 
Michelle Williams, the singer, wouldn't have her name. But what I'm saying is Michelle Williams, the actress, white Michelle Williams, she doesn't have Instagram. So if you were just searching for Michelle Williams on Instagram, you wouldn't get her ever. Like you're never going to get her. You're always going to get black Michelle Williams. <laughs> I was joking about this to Lindsay and Chani, but I was like, well, a lot of if, a lot of who dat in this episode, even though like just the ghosts of who dat. It's really funny because like Michelle Williams, white, the actress who won for Fosse Verdon, Verdon. I didn't know until the caller said Verdon. Who cares? Is that I bet you 100% that she has a private Instagram that like five people follow and that it's boring as hell stuff of like a photo of Matilda, but just like her back and like a sunset. And then the caption is like happy place like yes oh even yeah if michelle williams white did have an instagram it would be boring <laughs> as hell it would be basic boring who cares no obviously i want michelle williams black's instagram not michelle william white's instagrams i want yes. this in michelle yes. she's obviously but it's just really funny she's like stop tagging Busy me is doing enough instagramming <laughs> for both her and michelle like, truly it's fine truly. i just love that she's like clearly i'm black stop confusing me for her because clearly i'm not her in any way, I'm not her. In my photo, it's a black woman. It's not <laughs> Michelle Williams. And she's like, I love that she also compliments Michelle. She's like, her speech was amazing. I loved what she said, but I'm not her. I'm black. <laughs> anyway, we're going to play it here, and then we're going to so end the episode. Good. It's so good. It's so good. Thank you for listening, and thank you, hooligans, because we know that our hooligans understand the difference between Michelle Williams black and Michelle Williams white. You're all smart. Thank you for being smart. Um, you would never tag Michelle will... Williams black when you met Michelle no, Williams You would white. never tag Michelle Williams unless you met Michelle Williams that one. <laughs> that one. When you mean this one, you tag this one. When you mean that one, you tag that one. And fortunately, you can never tag that one because that one isn't on social media. No, don't tag her. She's not even there. Okay. Let's Only tag this one. Finish this. Have a great weekend. Uh, thank you for listening. We're going to play you out with Michelle Williams. Uh her Instagram audio and we'll see you on Tuesday. Call in 619 who them. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, rate and reveal sample podcast, buy tickets to our live show. We added a second show in Brooklyn. Um, who weekly dot late show. It's and a late show. It's a late show, late show, late show. And, uh, we will see you on Tuesday. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Let's get one thing clear. How come when y'all are tagging and comp and, and congratulating a person, Y'all, do y'all see that I'm black when you go to my profile or tag? Like, when you search for the Michelle Williams, I am black, okay? I ain't mixed with nothing. I ain't mixed with Persian, Russian. I am black. So I'm trying to figure out why in the world am I getting cursed out in my comments for Michelle Williams' speech, which I thought was her truth i thought it was awesome i thought she was factual i could be wrong but yeah i just told this woman a few minutes ago on my instagram i was like i'm so sorry that my namesake upset you but can't you see that i'm black hey. Hey.